2: Good evening and welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Tonight is a sad night in some ways um, for me. In many ways, I am sad and I am mad. And as I said to somebody earlier, I'm smad, like a lot of people are. <laughs> but we are going to <laughs> we are going to continue to fight for MAGA as our president of the United States said was a movement that was going to continue. I'm glad to have you guys here with me tonight. A little bit later in the show, we will open up the phones to your calls, but write the number down, 888-344-1170. We've got two great guests for you guys tonight. We're going to continue tonight in the next few days to be talking about the legacy of the Trump administration, the MAGA movement, where we go next, comparing and contrasting to what we expect from the Biden administration. We'll be discussing Trump's legacy We've got uh, Dr. Alvita King who's going to be here tonight to talk about Trump's legacy. I think one of his greatest achievements, if not his greatest achievement, she will be here. And we've got to uh, discuss where we're going to see the, the next administration go and what this movement's about and whether or not we've got a civil war literally brewing with uh, Don Jans, who wrote the book the, the Road to Tyranny will be here. And... Um, before I go into, we're going to play a clip of President Trump gave his farewell address, and we're going to play what um, my partner in crime here, he and I think is the most moving part of the speech. Before we play that, I got to bring in the man who found this clip for me tonight, who shares with me uh, so much here every night. It's my man, DJ Potato Skins.
0: Today, I'm proud to announce one of the most important deals in the history of U.S. industries. My administration has reached a historic agreement with a great American <laughs> DJ <laughs> Skin, DJ, Potato Skins.
1: I still think that was the best agreement he made in four years, but I might be biased.
2: <laughs> well, we're going to play a little bit. Uh, we thought about playing all 17 minutes of President Trump's speech today, but we've but got the,
1: the last section is really the crux of the whole thing. It,
2: it really is. And it's really something that we got to spend some time delving into and discussing as we are part of MAGA and um, and whether or not I actually agree with President Trump in some of the things he said today. Let's play this clip.
0: The key to national greatness lies in sustaining and instilling our shared national identity. That means focusing on what we have in common, the heritage that we all share. At the center of this heritage is also a robust belief in free expression, free speech, and open debate. Only if we forget who we are and how we got here could we ever allow political censorship and blacklisting to take place In America, it's not even thinkable. Shutting down free and open debate violates our core values and most enduring traditions. In America, we don't insist on absolute conformity or enforce rigid orthodoxies and punitive speech codes. We just don't do that. America is not a timid nation of tame souls who need to be sheltered and protected from those with whom we disagree. That's not who we are. It will never be who we are. For nearly 250 years, in the face of every challenge, Americans have always summoned our unmatched courage, confidence, and fierce independence. These are the miraculous traits that once led millions of everyday citizens to set out across a wild continent and carve out a new life in the Great West— It was the same profound love of our God-given freedom that willed our soldiers into battle and our astronauts into space. As I think back on the past four years, one image rises in my mind above all others. Whenever I traveled all along the motorcade route, there were thousands and thousands of people. They came out with their families so that they could stand as we passed and proudly wave our great American flag. It never failed to deeply move me. I knew that they did not just come out to show their support of me. They came out to show me their support and love for our country. This is a republic of proud citizens who are united by our common conviction that America is the greatest nation in all of history. We are and must always be a land of hope, of light, and of glory to all the world. This is the precious inheritance that we must safeguard at every single turn. For the past four years, I have worked to do just that. From a great hall of Muslim leaders in Riyadh, to a great square of Polish people in Warsaw, from the floor of the Korean Assembly, to the podium at the United Nations General Assembly, and from the Forbidden City in Beijing, to the shadow of Mount Rushmore, I fought for you, I fought for your family, I fought for our country. Above all, I fought for America and all it stands for. And that is safe, strong, proud, and free. Now, as I prepare to hand power over to a new administration at noon on Wednesday, I want you to know that the movement we started is only just beginning. There's never been anything like it. The belief that a nation must serve its citizens will not dwindle, but instead only grow stronger by the day. As long as the American people hold in their hearts deep and devoted love of country, then there is nothing that this nation cannot achieve. Our communities will flourish. Our people will be prosperous. Our traditions will be cherished. Our faith will be strong. And our future will be brighter than ever before. I go from this majestic place with a loyal and joyful heart and optimistic spirit and a supreme confidence that for our country and for our children, the best is yet to come. Thank you and farewell. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. Um, you know, as I'm listening to that. I have some political
2: differences in in terms of analysis of him, in terms of optimism about going forward. And I think in part it's because his vision and his love of country and everything he's talking about, about what should should be the common denominator that holds us together. Love of country and the common belief that this is the greatest country that's ever existed in the history of world in the world is unfortunately the belief that divides us. 75 million of us voted for president Trump because of what he stands for, because he fought for this country and everything that this country has been about, but it's the opposite on the, uh, uh, but that's why they hate him. In fact, that's why the Democrats and the Republican establishment want him out. We don't share that. We do not share in this country. We are not unified around love of country. In fact, His desire that we, what he's talking about, I don't remember exactly how he said it. He talked about uh, the key to national greatness is to share in our national identity and our heritage. The robust belief in free expression, speech, and debate. Our heritage is what they have been trying to wipe away and to rewrite in our schools. They have done everything that they could in the left for years and years now to paint this as the worst country that ever existed. There were nothing but a bunch of racist colonialists that seek to impose our will against all the and the, we're the worst country that's ever existed. And that's why they've gone after free speech and debate, because they don't want any opposition to that belief. They want to rewrite the history books. They want to say that this country is about white privilege and that it hates every uh, everybody that's different from them. He's right in that that's the way for our our national greatness to go forward is to unify around the greatness of this country and the common belief, which is based in fact, that we're the greatest country that ever lived, that that ever existed in in the face uh, of the world. But the problem is, is that the left, we're completely divided in this country. We're not unified around that prospect. We're absolutely not. And the left has done, as well as the Republican establishment, has done everything that they could to try to remove him. I said on the day of his inauguration that the most important words that he said in that speech was he said, today is the day that I return the government to the people. And I also said on the day of his inauguration that those were the words that both parties hated to hear the most. He's right that he, that he fostered a movement that's based upon that a, na- a nation must exist to serve its citizens when the, both parties want the opposite to be true. They want us to serve them. But he's also correct that this MAGA movement is just beginning. There are 75 million of us that are not going to go away just because they're trying to cancel our culture and trying to cancel us. Later on in the show, Don Jans will be here. To talk about, I don't know. I posted the video on my Facebook earlier today that there is literally an army, they are amassing an army of citizens. You think that it's going to stop at a ban of uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene or a ban of, you know, Trump off of Twitter? No, they are coming for all of us. There's a video that I posted on Facebook that talks about the Democrats seeking to amass an army of citizens, those, those words, to, to target us, to identify those of us that are part of what, any Trump supporter now being declared a domestic terrorist and how we must be identified and then um, then uh, have our names being given over to the government for persecution. So we're going to talk to Don Jans a little bit about that a little bit later. But we're going to take a break for now because I, I, I want to also talk, uh, you know, in positive terms about Trump's legacy. And we're going to continue to do that. It's going to be an ongoing theme on the show the next few days. What Trump's legacy is, the powerful legacy that it leaves behind, as well as then talking about what we can expect in the Biden administration and how we as MAGA can push back against it. So stay tuned. Alvita King will be with us next.
0: Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K Kay. spelled K A Y E News Politics and Current Events. It's
1: the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's
2: Andrea K Show. At the open of the show, we played uh, the last few minutes of President Trump's uh, amazing, um, heartfelt love just oozing of love of country and just so humble. Uh, I didn't get to play the part of, you know, in which he talked about thanking everybody and talking about what an honor it was. But one of the most uh, heartfelt moments for me was when he talked about how the vision that comes to mind when he talks about his time as president. And I'm going to choke up because it's so about love of country, so not about himself. It's about why he left his multi-billion-dollar career to go to Washington and fight for this country. Is he talks about remembering the vision of every time he would go somewhere to a rally or he would drive down the streets, there would be lined with Americans who were there, not just to show him support, but support of him, but to show him how much they support and love this country. And he talks about in the speech early on about. This movement was not about right or left. It wasn't about Republican or Democrat. It was about a love of country and wanting to make it great again for all Americans. And when I think about his legacy as a girl who grew up in the deep south and saw racism firsthand and saw the poverty stricken um, black community to me. I can say that I think right up there, one of the top three greatest achievements of his legacy is what he did for the black community. And I could be wrong. I've got joining me now, Dr. Alveda King. Uh, yesterday was Martin Luther King's um, MLK Day. And uh, I, she may not agree with me that that may, that that is one of President Trump's greatest legacies. And she joins me now to discuss. Hi, Dr. Alveda King. Welcome to The Andrea K Show.
3: Well, good evening to you and all your listeners, and Happy New Year, everyone.
2: Okay, so um, there's so many great achievements I think President Trump had in the first four years, and so many reasons why... Uh, They wanted him out. Um, And um, both parties, the Democrats and the Republican establishment. And I think it's because he showed uh, he embarrassed the Republican Party, who said that it was impossible for them to get, you know, uh, an increase in the black vote. And he said to these and I think the Democrats wanted him out because they didn't want any Republican to have any success um, with African-Americans. And I believe that Trump is not a Republican or a Democrat. He's an American and he cared about the african-american community genuinely cared and he said to them in 2016 he said look what do you have to lose come vote with me and i'm going to do what i can to improve the, uh, the African American communities and here's what he did through his, through his business plan uh, for the economy, his economic plan of easing regulations and tax plan, um, through funding historical black colleges and universities through op- op- opportunity zones through his First Step Act he created an environment in which we had the lowest unemployment for African Americans in the history of the country and yet he's leaving office being called a racist, Dr. King your thoughts
3: Interestingly enough, in 1974, I wrote a song, Let Freedom Ring, and thank God that King had a dream. Tonight, I sent out a tweet, and I said, thank you, President Trump, and I thank God for President Trump. Everything you said was absolutely accurate. His speech, his parting remarks were very soul-stirring and very moving. And I believe along with what happened in the African American community and all of that was so true, what he did for Israel, what he did for religious freedom, what he did for our economy. That just showed us that America can be great. Now, everybody, uh, people are feeling different ways right now. I'm feeling okay because in every administration, I just pray for those who are in authority. Mm -hmm. that we can have a peaceful life. I was a Democrat back in the 70s, and I was elected as a state legislator. I became an independent in the 90s, became a Republican at the turn of the century, and I'm a Frederick Douglass Republican today. But one thing that did not change, and that is we always have to remember that as we remember God in our nation, then we can continue to have peaceful and beautiful lives. So, it's our responsibility now, and rather than to cry or bemoan or, or what happened and all of that, is to exemplify and show what our standards are, hold to them without being strifeful or mean spirited. Mm-hmm. So, I believe that it, the four years of President Trump were just amazing. I have a book, Why Trump. And in the book, I said many of the things that you just said here. So, I. Uh, Really, really thank God for President and Mrs. Trump, their administration. I'll be praying for what's happening. And I know in his remarks he said, now this word is very important, luck. He said they're going to need luck. And I chuckled. I said, because really they need the blessings of God, but they're trying to take God out of the Constitution. Mm -hmm. So obviously they might not understand how important that is. So we, we have our work cut out for us in prayer and to exemplify what it is to be great Americans. And I believe we can do that and we will do that.
2: We're talking to Dr. Avita King about President Trump, his legacy, his administration, and how we go forward. You know, he called for unity and said that you know that our national greatness. Um, how did he put it? It's it's it, the key to national greatness is shared national identity, our heritage, and and love that the common conviction that it's the greatest country in the history of the world. The left doesn't share that view, and you know I know that we have the stain on our history. You know, I grew up in the Deep South. I saw it firsthand, I, you know, I um, saw the, the effects of it first, firsthand. Um, but we are still the greatest country. We are still the country that, that saved the world from Nazism and communism. And you look at all of the um, advancements technologically in this country. We're the country that is, cre- you know, we, the computer, the TV, flight, electricity, the light bulb, and on and on and on. Um, and I think so much of that was because we were founded on Judeo-Christian principles, and I think we were blessed by God. And I think there's a reason why the left is wanting to replace God with state. They want to tear down. They want to. They want to convince Americans that we're not a great nation, that we've never been a great nation, and that it, that because our system was founded and had racist roots, we need to tear it down and we need to rebuild it. You know, it, uh, without God at, at the center of it, and, and to replace God with state. And you know, when I hear them talk about how this was an insurrection at the Capitol and it was done by Christians. Look, you were right. President Trump was the most pro-life president we had, and he did the most Absolutely. to protect to protect our religious freedoms. And going forward, you know, I, I, we all need to pray. But it's real scary thinking about how they might use power against Christians in going well, forward.
3: God, God impressed my heart with a message at the end of the uh, twenty twenty, and He said, "For you, he was speaking into my heart." 2021 will be the year of the evangelist. So this is a beautiful year, not to be fearful, but to stand in faith, faith works by love. And that's going to be our job, not to be afraid, not to be bitter. And uh, there are so many frequencies in life and Republican and Democrat is really a kind of a low frequency. Mm -hmm. We have to kind of move into now and for me, it will be the year of the evangelist. I've already accepted that from the Lord. And to stand for the principles in America, the religious freedom, the opportunity to live and thrive and grow, economic justice and not handouts, all of those types of opportunities we're going to have to stand. Uh, we do have an election in a few months, and uh, it's a midterm election, and that's going to be very important. So we can't be so discouraged and give up and forget about it and forget. Don't we cannot forget. We still have to vote mm-hmm. and insist that those elections be fair. So that's the type of work that is ahead of us. And uh, I just want to encourage everybody to walk that out. How do you I believe that we can?
2: How, it, it, with your, um, uh, you know, under, your family legacy and your understanding our, our history, how is it that you still love this country and you haven't bought into um, this left indoctrination that's going on in this country? I guess in, in part they're targeting a lot of young minds,
3: um, but but how is yeah, it? Because I'm seventy. My seventieth birthday is Friday. Oh, happy I birthday! Nine months in my mom's womb, so. I've uh, been 70 for nine months now. <laughs> <You see? laughs> so I was brought up in a time when people still had these values and principles. And so that's what I'm saying. It's our responsibility to make sure that that doesn't die and it won't die. That was a beautiful movie. And then I'm going to have to leave you. I only had a few minutes this evening, but there was a beautiful movie, The Postman. And it was apocalyptic and everything was dead. And a man found a bag of letters and he began to help the people to communicate from town to town and place to place, and society was revived and began to grow again. So we have the gospel, for me, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and to promote that, get that information out, and I refuse to be in strife, despair, and fear. I just will not. So those are things that we can do, and those of us who have these principles, we have to hold these truths to be self-evident that all people were created equal. There's only one race, the human race. We mm-hmm. were created of one blood out of Acts 1726. So that way we can do what my uncle said, learn together, learn to live together as brothers and sisters. And then that way we won't perish in school. President Trump is right for calling for unity. And we thank God for President Trump. And as he said, he, it's not over. He'll be around and so we have to stand and move forward and fight for these principles, but we have to do it in a way that causes unity and not strife.
2: Well, what a great way to leave it. Dr. Alvita King, happy birthday. God bless you. Thank you for being here tonight. I know it's late where you are, and I just appreciate you so much. Is there anything um, that you want to share with everybody, a website that you want to direct people to, a book that you want them to purchase?
3: Well, I've got several books. We're Not Colorblind, Fire Trump. I'm on Fox Nation uh, with Alvita King's house. AlvedaKing.com is one website. And Civil Rights for the Unborn.
2: Wonderful. Thank you so much. God bless. Thank you. God bless you. Good night. Good night. Now, all right. Now, stay tuned because well, just I say I feel better already after talking to Doctor Alveda King. Uh, stay tuned. Though we got more coming up. We got Don Jans is going to be here, and uh, then we'll go to your calls a little bit later. 888-344-1170.
0: Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E.
1: Andrea K. Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight. Didn't that, wasn't it just, didn't it make you feel better hearing from uh, Dr.
1: Avita King? She's always so positive. I love listening to her speak.
2: It gives you good perspective. You know, this is, you know, this, I think it's, Um, I I think it's not the time to just sit around and cry. I think it's the time to get active. It's something we've been talking about for a while.
1: Oh, it is. isn't sitting around and crying is going to get us nowhere. It's
2: going to get us nowhere. We've got to be running for office. We've got to to be going to school board meetings and pushing back against crazy curriculum. It's the time for courage because let me tell you, they are coming for us like crazy. President Trump talked in his farewell address saying this isn't who we are, that we're not some timid nation that can't hear, basically, I'm going to paraphrase, they can't hear anybody else's opinion. It's not who we are. We are, And that's not we're never going to be that. Well, actually, that's kind of where we are right now. And it's going to get worse. Uh, there was a video that I posted on Facebook where a, a well-known author has basically called, basically said that Trump is leaving as commander of chief, commander in chief. Um, but he's going to now be presiding over an army of domestic terrorists, which Trump supporters now are considered. And um, that as such, what the the um, the nation needs to do, Democrats need to do is is launch an army of civilians to with weapons as their cell phone and their laptops to be identifying who we are and then ratting us out to the government. And that's that tells me when they're using the term army against us, we got a war that's being brewed here and it may not involve, you know, bloodshed in the streets, but it's a war that we need to be aware of and we need to be willing to fight back against it. I don't think that that tactic is a surprise to Don Jans, who is my go to expert on all things totalitarian, authoritarian and communist and and fascist, any of the isms. Uh, Don Jans joins me now. Hey Don, welcome back to the show.
4: Thanks, Andrea. It was a great interview with Alvita King. Thank you. Um uh, I'm glad she's so optimistic. I don't necessarily share that same optimism. I think that will you will we survive not without a huge fight. Not well, without a huge fight.
2: Yeah, and I hate to I hate to go from her to to discussing with you this Um, We are not united around love of country. In fact, at the open of the show, I played what Trump said. uh, Our national greatness, you know, going forward depends on, uh, you know, is based upon our common conviction that we're the greatest country. That's, uh, you know, that's what 75 million of us voted for Trump for. But the other half of the country ain't about that. And that's why the other half of the country wants to um, uh, have us be declared all domestic terrorists because we dared to show up and rally and question the election now we're all considered domestic terrorists who deserve to be punished and the left has a video out there calling all the other you know calling for an army to identify who we are and and rat us out to the government well then what happens don jans are they going to want to put us into indoctrination camps like many of them say that they want to do gulags for us i don't think it's out of out of the realm of possibility to say that that's what i mean what else are they going to do with this information
4: well, where we are, what we are, is we're, a com- we're definitely a country divided. We're divided under individualism versus collectivism. We were founded on the basis that all of our natural rights and our liberties come from God and not from government. The collectivist says, absolutely not. First of all, most collectivists say there is no God. That's what communism is. Communism denounces God and says mm-hmm. state is your God, as you'd mentioned earlier. Communism says that all allegiance must be to the state mm-hmm. and that you don't, you don't try and exceed as an individual, but you are only a clog in the collective. Right. Now, we have to go back and we have to say, how did all of this come about? Who are we? What, how were we made? Never forget that the only reason the United States of America became a great nation was simply because those who loved freedom and liberty refused to quit. They absolutely refused to quit and said, we will be nothing but a free people. Can we Americans, we who claim to be freedom-loving Americans, can we take on that same spirit and that same determination? We're going to have to. Well, we're going to have to. Let's go back to October 30th of 2008. We were told by comrade Barack Obama that we are five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. He was dead serious about it. Everything he did in his administration was to transform the United States of America from a nation that believes in freedom, individual rights and liberties to a nation that adheres to the collectivist agenda. You mentioned the civilian army during Obama's campaign of 2008, a quote, we cannot continue to rely only on our military in order to achieve the national security objectives that we've set. We've got to have a civilian national security force. That's just as powerful, just as strong, just as well-funded. Do you think that might be what they were referring to in that, in that video, that same civilian, uh, National Security Force.
2: Well, I think no. I I I think what you're talking about is kind of what I think what they're trying to do with the National Guard, the purging, the the loyalty test for the National Guard that's going on. We've got 25,000 of them in D.C. and they're being vetted. And one of the what? Yeah, and they've already been purged. They've already purged some out. And um, somebody sent me a text that said that her uh, her brother-in-law, former Guardsman, is is hearing from people there that they are absolutely purging them if. You're a Trump supporter, Um, you know. You're, you're. It's a loyalty test. It's the Praetorian Guard uh, test, and so I think that the the where the armed. Um, citizen, civilian army is I think that's what they're going to do with the National Guard. I think that's what this move is all about. Um, somebody said today Raheem Kassam said they did a seizure of power and this is a display of power using the military there and the purging, the vetting of them and purging them is the first steps of the what you're talking about. With the video I posted today, this is about wanting the average Americans. This is like 1930 something Germany where they want average Americans to be uh, you know, uh, searching online uh, to see who are Trump supporters. The video shows images of just innocent Trump supporters standing there at rallies holding flags and being called domestic terrorists because because what they managed to do with the help of the Republican Party is allow anybody now who questions the election outcome is now automatically you know considered an insurrectionist and a domestic terrorist, and that's all of MAGA. And now what they want to do with the citizen army that they were referring to in this video is basically an army of snitches. They're going to be sitting using their phones and their laptops all day long, um, determining who, finding out who the Trump supporters are, who are now domestic terrorists, and having those uh, names being given to the state.
4: Every guest spot has used that same tactic. Every guest spot has used that same tactic. In fact, if we will look and, 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 and pay attention to what's happening, censorship. We have terrible censorship in our nation right now. Mm-hmm. Not just Twitter, not just not just social media, but we have censorship, people against people in that Political correctness is an absolute form of censorship.
2: Well, not only that. Excuse me for interrupting, but the big story today is that Mayfair, Wayfair, um, Kohl's, yeah. uh, Bed Bath and Beyond, and more have decided um, it's it's kind of like Amazon deciding they're going to take a customer parlor who's been paying them probably I don't know how much money over the you know over the past few years to use their cloud service um, because they don't like their they don't like their political opinions. They just completely can't, you know destroy them economically and financially, this is what you know. This this is the new thing: the financial punishment and destruction of people for their political views. I wanted Trump to do an executive order on his way out that made that illegal, and then force that through um, w- through the court system, and uh, as well as put the Republican Party and the Democrats in a box to have to respond to that, uh, because it, it's that's that's re- that's the first that's one area of persecution of people for
4: and their political beliefs. Propulsive cancel culture. The other thing, the other thing that, that, that is happening is more and more and more and more we are hearing this, this concept of deprogramming. What mm-hmm. is deprogramming? Deprogramming is simply a means of indoctrinating people and then if you do not accept that indoctrination then you are cleansed and we've heard this term cleansing. Mm-hmm. The, the common cleansing has been thrown around all the time. What's cleansing? Cleansing is eliminating, killing those who do not adhere to, do, who do not adhere to the um, party um, line.
2: And if the anybody, if, if, then, uh, excuse me for interrupting, yeah, if anybody yeah. right now is listening to this and thinks, thinks that Don is being um, hyperbolic, let's remind you that 100 million people have been estimated to have been killed under various different forms of the communistic uh, you know, regimes historically. Uh, they, they think nothing these are the same people that intentionally put six seniors into nursing homes to allow other seniors to die from covid they, they, These Marxists think nothing of leaving a trail of body bags for their power
4: the 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 um I, and I, I forget his name right now, the guy whose name that starts with a man that was poisoned uh, by the russians mm, uh, mm-hmm. went to germany he 's well now he went back to he went back to Russia. Uh, they, um, Putin had his plane land in a completely different airport. He didn't land at the main airport. He landed at the second airport in Moscow. And there were police there. Picked him up, took him away. Now, he's not been convicted of any crime. Never. What did we hear Pelosi say? We must put, we must imprison, we must put Trump in jail. Mm-hmm. She didn't say for what crime. She mm-hmm. said he has to go into jail. So how does that differ? It, it doesn't
2: differ. Well, how about Michael Flynn? I said going back when, when this first started going down with this Russian collusion nonsense. I said, where is the probable cause according to our criminal code to for any of these investigations to begin in the first place? We saw a three star general, a decorated three star general, targeted yes. for persecution, and prosecution, and for complete destruction. And I said at the time, if you're not if you're not wanting to pay attention to this because you just don't think that this is anything that you're or it's too too complicated and all this let me tell you if they could do this to michael flynn they'll do it to you and that's exactly what's going on right now we're all being exactly. targeted they targeted him maybe in a different way using the logan act but we're we have now a united states government that seized power in a fraudulent elected a, a fraudulent election to put a, a, a despot well i don't know if we can call him a despot to put in their chosen person right we, we don't yeah. have free and fair elections anymore. Now no, it, it's open season for Americans to be targeted, to be considered you know, domestic terrorists simply because they have a difference of opinion and they're coming for us. How is this any different than what happened in Cuba and China or
4: anywhere else? It's not. It's not.
2: And Andrea, we're
4: not, not only that, but we are now told that there are absolute certain things you cannot discuss. If you discuss certain topics and I'm going to name two specific topics, but if you discuss those specific topics, you are a traitor. you're an insurrectionist, you're a seditionist, whatever else they want to call you. You cannot discuss the murder of Seth Rich. Right. Even though the murder of Seth Rich, supposedly by a robber, shot in the back of the head twice, absolutely nothing was taken from him. And there is, that topic is totally off limits. The other topic nobody can discuss without being called all the names that we're typically used to being called, and that is an election that was obviously fraudulent. Mm-hmm. Now they say, oh, but it wasn't, there wasn't enough fraud to change the difference. How do you know? How do you know whether there was or there was not? We admit there was fraud. How much fraud was there? Nobody knows. Well, we have a pretty good idea. But those topics, if you discuss them, then you are all of the names that, that, that we have become used to being called. Now, we talk about who's doing this. Yes, the Democrat Party is absolutely doing it. No question about it. The Democrat Party in the United States today should be called the Communist Party of the United States, and they are direct brothers of the Chinese, of the Communist Party of China, direct brothers. Now, in addition to that, rhinos are absolute enablers, if not participants.
2: Yeah, yeah. in fact, today, to have Mitch McConnell stand yeah. on the floor of the Senate and blame President Trump for, quote, provoking the riots when they know, he knows good and dang well, uh, that it was a pre-planned attack that included Antifa, that there's videos of them putting on MAGA gear, that the FBI alerted Congress, that the ex-police chief was warned six times, that Democrats, oh, here's more according to Kyle Becker, Democrats removed panic buttons, Um, uh, you know, uh, protesters were let in the building, it all went down 20 minutes before Trump was even done speaking, but yet there is Mitch McConnell lying, and on top top of it lying on top of it saying that there was no fraud that that in any allegations of fraud were lies uh, you know it's a the Republican Party is absolutely dead to me if there was anybody and I'm tired of having people tell me a third party won't work because of of Ross Perot let me tell you that has his his third party run had much greater success than any time anybody's ever tried to change the Republican Party from within to have Mitch McConnell stand there today and spit in my face no. When we had Republican state legislators in Pennsylvania and Arizona and Georgia saying, "Hey, give us back Mike Pence; the, those electoral votes don't count those until we get to go through the process for them to look in our face and have Mitch McConnell say that there was no fraud today," was that was a, that to me was drawn first blood? That was a declaration of war against me because they are installing a dictator tomorrow, and both parties are in on it. And now I am not going to support the Republican. Republican Party going forward. I'm well past the point of a break. Don Jans, I got it. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. I asked him last minute. Um, I'm going to have to have you back frequently as we go forward because you are such an expert on what is going down here. Everybody needs to get his books, The Road to Tyranny and uh, "Brushfires Fires of Freedom. Thank you for being here, Don. Thank you. Okay, for callers, um, DJ Tadiskins has, has has a favor to ask of y'all. Um, uh, don't just call up and start yelling at him without giving him an opportunity to like find out why you're calling or what you want I know passions are high um, but y'all be, be kind to my man here DJ Potato Skins and be respectful
0: 888-344-1170 Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, Kay. spelled K-A-Y-E
1: Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome
2: back to Tonight's Andrea K. Show. Um, We reported last night that there was a batch of Moderna uh, vaccines, I believe it is, Uh, 338,000 doses. They put a halt on it because of severe allergic reactions requiring anaphylactoid uh, shock. You know, people going to anaphylactoid shock. Well, a woman in San Diego today, she had a severe allergic reaction. She's all over the news telling people, you should go get the vaccine anyway. I think you should do what you think is best for your body. Um, I actually had... I. balance in nature and uh, it has done so much for my immune system I haven't had a sinus infection or whatever in you know in a long time I'm healthy Your feet are even better yeah my feet are even better it doesn't mean I'm never gonna I'm never gonna uh, get sick it, you know it, it, or catch a virus it means that' I'm, I'm probably gonna fight it off and, and it won't be as severe I actually had an allergic reaction to a marinade on a piece of chicken this week and my face blew up and it was bad I'm not going to get this vaccine because I have allergies I have I have an problem. Balance of nature has helped it, um, but you know, think, think, you know, uh, she shouldn't be up there telling people they should get a, a, a vaccine. It's not her business to, you know, do what you think is best for you. For me, I take balance of nature. Go to balancenature.com. Use discount code health. Free shipping, thirty five percent off right now. Bo- work on boosting your immune system. Take take control of your own health and make decisions for your health. In um, instead of this one size fits all. Um, okay, so tomorrow is the inauguration. Are you going to watch?
1: You know, I thought about it. I debated it in my head, um, and no, I always try. Honestly, Andrea, I try and give uh, the incoming president the benefit of the doubt until they prove me wrong i'm still going to do that but i'm not watching the inauguration uh i already know what's going to be said and i have no interest
2: yeah i'm not going to watch it um uh mike pence will be there um i think that's shameful and he won't be there for the president i love that trump is not going to go to the inauguration i love that trump is not welcoming the bidens to the white house that's the kind of move that got him elected in the first place that he's not a part of the swamp MAGA moves on, and we're with you, President Trump.